So find a posture that will support this time of practice. And we're going to have uh, meditation with stillness for around 40 minutes. Maybe a little longer. Be aware of your body as you're sitting here or lying here or standing. Just being aware of the weight of your body and how it feels, any warmth, coolness, any comfort or discomfort. Just knowing how it is to be here right now. Being aware both of the the strength and kind of solidity of the body we can touch into. And also the vulnerability of this body. It comes together for a while. It has a form and a name and a process. We call it me and mine, mistakenly, as the Buddha points out. And then at some point, we have to let it go. So since we're going to have to let this body go anyway, the Buddha encourages us to start right now. And as I mentioned in uh, when I was speaking about recollection of death, it said that because of old, because there is old age, sickness, and death in the world, because this is part of the world, part of the experience of life. So a Buddha arises in the world to give us a teaching to show us the way out of this endless cycle, endless cycle, birth, aging, and death. So of course, you know, what we do between birth and death is very important. And uh, there's a whole wide variety of things that can be done. And, uh, you know, we guide our life towards the wholesome and towards wisdom. 
And the Buddha shows us the way out of this endless cycle, birth, aging and death. Where we experience a bit of happiness here and excitement there and sorrow here and loss there. And that's the way it goes. So the Buddha, through his incredible hard work, incredible efforts, realized the path that leads to the ending of becoming, the ending of birth, aging and death, the ending of suffering, the ending of sorrow, And as you probably know, know, the Buddha, after his enlightenment, he lived for another 40 years or so. So it wasn't, so he continued to, to live and teach and share the Dhamma with great peace, great joy. And amazingly, you know, 2000, 600 years ago, this human being was walking around northern India sharing the teachings for anyone who was ready to hear. And 2,600 years later, more or less, here we are, still benefiting from those teachings is remarkable those teachings are still alive and doing their work they're still active they're still relevant they're still understood they're still sought after so that lineage of you know of dhamma that that you know the buddha the Buddha set the wheel of Dhamma in motion. He started turning the wheel of Dhamma, the teaching. And that wheel is still turning today. So we all, all all of us who are interested in the Dhamma, who want to practice to realize the peace that the Buddha pointed to, we all belong to that lineage that the Buddha began. So just like to invite you in this meditation to feel that connection beginning now with you being here on this retreat. Whether you've been practicing all your life or just very recently started or somewhere in between. Your heart and mind have been touched by the Dharma by the possibility of awakening. And in that, you are directly connected, we are directly connected to the Buddha, who first opened up this way, who gave this teaching, who pointed us back to the truth of the way things are. So I'd like to invite you to bring to mind 
Let your mind span across time and space to bring a sense of connection and immediacy with the Buddha, the awakened one. So before he was enlightened, the Buddha was known as Siddhartha, Siddhartha Gotama. After his enlightenment, he was known as, he gave up that name, no longer used his personal name and went by um, Buddha, Tathagata, and other other epithets, other other words that pointed to his state of awakeness. No longer about a personality, but about a state of awakeness that was being lived. So see if you can bring to mind an image of the Buddha as a human being who had completely broken through the limitations of greed and hatred and delusion. Who is living completely aligned with truth, with nature, nature with wisdom. Someone who saw clearly the ways that human beings get caught, get tangled, get misled, confused, and out of compassion tried to guide us back to a way that's freeing. This is someone who was motivated by compassion. Not, uh, you know, as they say, but the Buddha was perfect, but not a perfectionist in the way that we can sometimes do to ourselves. Criticizing when things are wrong and picking holes, you know, in, in uh, any little mistake we might make. The Buddha was encouraging us in the right direction, pointing us to our goodness, reminding us of our potential. 
It's like a profound love, deep love and care. So taking in this, this love, this connection with someone who really wanted the best for us. Who had incredible patience with the multitude of mistakes that his disciples made. And who could be sharp when it was appropriate, when we were getting too lost, too off track. And even the sharpness is rooted in compassion. So see if you can take in this love, the love of the Buddha into your life, into your heart. Maybe you can visualize the Buddha. Maybe you can imagine, like to, for me, I always see him sitting under a tree or walking along a dusty road. Although I think he did, you know, dwell in other places too. But many, many miles walked along dusty roads of India to share the Dhamma to teach people who are ready to hear.
So a, a human being who is awake seeing clearly compassionate one whose life is completely aligned with truth and with insight, with clarity. And who lives their life for the benefit of, of beings. And not just those who he met along the way, but countless beings over these 2,600 years who have benefited from these teachings. So take in the blessings of the Buddha. Take them into your heart. Let them support you in your practice.